Hey, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Two podcasts in one week. Jose, Raheel, we are back at it from the shelter-in-place order or quarantine, as people like to call it. Although that's not the right term, Jose. Quarantine is not the right term. Isn't quarantine when you're you're separated in a hospital because you're already contagious? Yeah, it's it's if you think you're sick, then you need a quarantine for 14 days. If you're sheltering in place, you're just sitting around. You're there's no indication of you being sick. You're just being a silent hero, as I like to call Look it. Look at you being Mr. Technicality. When does that yeah. happen? I don't know. I, I I found myself saying quarantine, then it started like bothering me that all these Instagram models were posting like they're in quarantine, and I'm like, no, you're not. You're you're just in shelter in place. You're just like me. You don't need to make a big deal about this. I actually saw an Instagram model tag her location as quarantine, and it was the <laughs> dumbest thing ever. <laughs> like I could not believe it. I sent it to one of my friends, and I said, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." And I want to meet this person just to see if they're this dumb in person. So the uh, w- the the TikToks are starting to, to since we talked about it last Thursday, they're starting to be become more uh, more of a thing that I notice on more social medias. And maybe that's that's my uh, me being more aware because we were talking about it last week. But my goodness, the the social influencers, the social media influencers uh, are uh, are going ham with that shit. Yeah, they really are. And again, the audience, you know, like I haven't clicked on anybody's TikTok link like, hey, I'm on TikTok. Join me. No, I'm good. You're just going to share it here. All your good stuff is going to come eventually down to Twitter when you realize that, oh, I guess I'm kind of late to the party and nobody's watching my shit on TikTok right now. So what's going to happen? Like, because at some point it's going to become like, like Instagram, right? Or maybe it already is. I'm not on it, so I I don't know. Where it's like, oh, buy this flat tummy tea that I'm drinking, or oh, buy this this athletic wear that I'm wearing. No offense, Raheel. I know you're 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 an athleisure uh, influencer now on uh, on IG yeah. Twitter, but TikTok has to get to that point, right? Oh, I'm I'm sure it already is. I'm sure they're pushing products as of right now. Like the most famous people are absolutely pushing products or. They're doing some kind of product placement for sure. I mean, there's so many like makeup tutorials on there that it would make so much sense to put a makeup product on there. So did did Vine get to that point? I don't remember that before Vine. No, I no, I I think before after Twitter bought them, that's when it started getting a little bit more corporate. But before then. That was the weird thing about Vine was that, okay, you have all these people, but how are you making money? And that's why eventually I think it it did shut down because there was no money making. There's no money making angle to it other than the influencers making money. You know, like that's what we forget is you can have millions of people on there and that's awesome. But how are you going to make money off of this? Follow the money, baby. Follow the money. It's all. Always about the money because Vine was the best. It like was. I, it was so cool. It was one of the coolest platforms. It was funny. It was original. It was easy to scroll and navigate and use and find content. But when Twitter bought it, I think they realized that oh wait, there's no way to make money on this, and we're just gonna have to lose money and shut it down. R.I.P. to the goat. Yeah. Have you been noticing more social media ads or anything like that on your social media, on your social media platforms? Yeah. And it's definitely like stuff that we like we talk about, like like I was talking about getting a switch with my friends and because uh, I, w- I want to see the what the Animal Crossing hype is about. And I think I've seen my friends play Pokemon, the new Pokemon, whatever the hell it's, they're on now on the switch. And it looks incredible, like the graphics, the animation looks so cool. And then guess what I see on Instagram? Like a Best Buy ad. No way. For for uh for for Switch. We talked about the WII on the show today, and I don't want to say it again because I don't want to get the ads for it. But we talked about it, and sure enough, within the hour on Instagram, I got an ad for the WII. Which 
I I, li- I was listening uh, when you guys did that on on news news of the weird. Uh, people still play the WII. I thought everyone transitioned to the the W the SWITCH. Oh, it's too late. You already said it. <laughs> You're gonna get more ads. I'm not, and whoever's listening, they're gonna get ads because I don't think my phone can pick up what you're hearing right now. Who knows? They might be all networked and connected. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought too. I guess people just uh, it, it's better for kids, right? It's better for toddlers to play that than the S W I T C H. I mean, I I guess, but I'm, I'm although my, close. my nephews my nephews are six and they have the SWITCH and they love it. I'm so close to jumping on that bandwagon. I'm so close. Like I'm I'm like one board weekend away from doing it, which might be the no way. I finally cave. Did you did I tell you about no I I didn't tell you because uh this happened on Saturday, but I pulled out the PS3 because I wanted to watch the Kanye late orchestration DVD. Which I've never seen that by the way. Oh you haven't I'll let you borrow it. It's badass and you can't watch it on youtube you gotta watch it on the dvd because the sound is outstanding you can find the burn and you can find the rips on youtube but it's way better with the dvd didn't he where did he film that was it in abbey road in abbey road yeah it's pretentious and cool as fuck mm-hmm. and he starts the whole thing by saying it saying as much he's like you guys aren't fucking up my Abbey Road performance, so <laughs> y'all better y'all better be into this because there's only 300 tickets, and all y'all better be into this. So it's really good, man. It's real, I'll give it to you. Um, so, get, anyways, did, sorry before we go ahead. start the podcast, yeah. did that get printed on vinyl? No, I don't Ooh, think it did. That seems like a, I've never come across it. I've never come across that one. That seems like a short-sighted decision. Hmm. But I also don't – I don't search for rap vinyls. I've told you my piece with rap vinyls and hip-hop. I don't think they sound they, – it doesn't sound good on vinyl to me. It uh, looks like it is on vinyl. Ooh, oh, my God. It's expensive. How much? I'm seeing like 140 bucks. Late orchestration, $1,000. I don't know why. That's – I'll look more into this, but it might be one of those rare – that's disappointing. How much is the DVD right now? Uh, the CD is twenty bucks. DVD, ten bucks. You can get it for like okay, less than that, six bucks, fifteen dollars. Oh, perfect. Mind. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, but anyway, I pulled out the PS3, and I gave away all of my games except for one, NBA 2K14. I still have that one for some reason. And I put it on. I played with the Lakers. Kobe shot the ball every single time. I turned it off after one quarter because I found myself getting so frustrated playing and getting down that rabbit hole of, oh, I'm going to get so much better at this that I need to play this more. And then I just turned it off. I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to get addicted to games again. That's that's the scary part. Like I have Red Dead Redemption 2, which by all accounts is like, the the it lived up to the expectations of Red Dead Redemption One, which is one of my favorite video games ever. But I still have it wrapped. Like I haven't touched it because I know it's going to happen as soon as I unwrap it and I start playing it. Man, that's man. I yeah. Like if you've already played the first one, I don't know how you're not doing the second one. It's such. It, you have you played the first one? No, I I have not. I I haven't played a game since NBA Two K Fourteen. Jesus, you're old. Yeah, because I did Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The first one, yeah. And the, the first one. And the first night I got it, I got it on a Friday. And I didn't turn it off until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I was, I was up the whole weekend. I think I slept for like 30 minutes and I was right back at it. It's gross. When it yeah, out? it was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, Modern War. I'm looking up the year that game came out. 2011 i think that feels like it was could be could be 2010 i'm trying to think 2000 no 2009 actually modern warfare 2 came out in 2009 so it was before that so it must be that one then it must be modern warfare 2 when did the first one come out that's what i'm looking for modern warfare 2007 
That's that might it might be that one. Weren't you in college then? Yeah, but I didn't get a PS3 until a couple of years after I started working because I couldn't afford oh, it. Oh, so it has to be Modern Warfare 2 then? Yeah, it must be Modern Warfare 2 then. Yeah, for sure. Which the online for that was like my favorite like online like game ever. Like Modern Warfare 2. And it got so crazy bad with all the mods. Like people were able to mod and, and mess with shit. Mm-hmm. Like making semi-automatic guns automatic. <laughs> Which was unfair <laughs> because those guns were those guns were more powerful. Uh, so did was that one on was Modern Warfare one on PS3 or did Warfare two come out with PS3? That was that was on I remember playing Modern Warfare on PS3 and yeah it's, it was on PS3 and Xbox 360. Okay, as yeah, Modern Warfare two two years later. So this weekend, I think if I have time, I'm going to pull down the NES, the Sega Genesis, and the N64. You have all of those. I have them in working condition. What I took hell? great care. Yeah, I took great care of them. And you just ne- you just never have touched them. Yeah, I'll I'll play them like once every two years. That's insane. Yeah, because I like when we when we got those systems, they were so expensive. Yeah. You know, like I, I just took great care of them. I was like, I'm not gonna mess this up. I want to play this forever. Um, not realizing that technology is going to evolve. <laughs> now you've got a, uh, a more powerful Nintendo device called a SWITCH. Yeah, you can carry in your your hands at all places. I know it's like there's more computing power in that than the <laughs> uh, Saturn rockets, right? Like people love saying that all the time. There's more computing power on your phones than the Saturn rockets, <laughs> and we got to the moon. It's like, all right, dude, you guys, Relax. congratulations, NASA. Shit, are we ever going to live this down? <laughs> um, all right, so the reason we're doing this podcast today is because, one, we promised you guys that we would do it, and we are about the people now because we have time to be about the people. And um, uh, thank you to Pooja Lodia, by the way. She joined me on Tuesday night, really good podcast. She's awesome. She's a sweetheart. It was fun talking to her. Uh, but you and I, we, we we were going to do a podcast this week, but we weren't sure what we were going to do it around until you texted me and you watched Disney Pixar's Onward. Oh, baby. That movie. So we're doing a podcast around that and other entertainment topics as well. So I'm going to let you take the floor. Go for it. So uh, Onward stars uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. So uh, it's it's a story about... It's it's a a mythical land with like ogres and dragons and all sorts of different stuff. Where essentially, uh, it's a it's a little bit of a, the backstory is a little reflection of what society is now. Like the uh, long in in the movie, there's this uh, the origin is basically we the world used to be a world of magic, but modern technology made it to where no one was interested in doing magic because modern technology made everything a lot easier, a lot simpler. So magic just became a thing that few people did here and there. And uh, it kind of just became almost an urban legend, a myth that, oh, you could be a magician and you can do all these things. So the movie, like all the characters are like different sort of mythical creatures. Uh, and essentially, uh, Chris uh, Chris Pratt is Tom Holland's older brother. And they they lose their dad when uh, Chris Pratt, the older character, was uh, was a young kid. So the younger brother, Tom Holland, never got to meet him. And uh, it's Tom Holland, the character, Tom Holland's character, uh, which his name's escaping me right now. Is it Oliver? I don't remember. Uh, is uh, turning 16, so his mother gives him the gift that their father left him that he made them promise to not open till the younger brother was 16. And it turns out it's some sort of, his dad was like a big into magic. And it's some sort of spell that can bring his dad back for a day so they can say goodbye and they, they can see... Uh, they can see him one last time, and so he can see what they turned out to be. And uh, without giving too much away, it just like the the they do the spell and it doesn't work. They find out they need a a, a separate crystal uh, that they don't have, and they go through a quest to find that separate crystal so they can meet, uh, so that Tom Holland could finally meet his dad, and so Chris Pratt can finally say goodbye to his dad, and. Uh, I've talked. I've openly talked about this on, on the podcast before. Uh, I lost my dad five years ago, 
to cancer and uh it it put me through this emotional journey that i'm still going through now five years later but uh just watching that movie i watched it with my older brother and it was just like i tweeted about it it was just like watching like the last four and a half years of my life like not being so like me as a younger brother i wasn't really like confident in myself anymore after my dad died and like uh chris pratt's character like constantly pushes uh tom holland's throughout the course of the movie and that was kind of like the relationship my brother and i had where he kind of just carried me through through uh through several of these years after my dad had, had passed away so like seeing it felt like i was watching like my young adult life like being portrayed through a movie like I've never felt more connected and more personally like connected to a movie in my life. And it was overwhelming. Like there's, there's a, there's a montage in the movie where Tom Hall in the end of the movie where Tom Holland kind of has an epiphany and realizes what uh, his brother means to him. And I was uncontrollably sobbing watching that part. Like the whole, the whole time throughout the movie, I was like crying here and there. I would start crying, but, by that point, I was uncontrollably sobbing, like the hardest I've cried in like years. Like that is, if if even if you if you haven't lost a parent, like I think it's a it's a powerful movie. It's really funny. It's really entertaining. But having experienced that five years ago and having that similar relationship to what Tom Holland has with uh, Chris Pratt in that movie, it was just overwhelming. Like it was, it was a th- almost therapeutic to watch that that movie for for me and my brother. And I'm glad we watched Man. it together. We we had to we had uh, a good talk after and uh it was it was really incredible it was an incredible experience to watch that movie did your brother cry as well uh yeah he kind of wasn't he kind of wasn't facing me like he was sitting in a little bit in front of me so i couldn't really see his face but uh when that montage i could hear him crying when i was crying and we embraced each other in like a deep like brotherly hug after and we were both crying it was really really intense man it, it was your mom with you watching it or was it just you? It was two? just us two. Man, I bet she would have liked to seen that. That just the embrace, right? The brothers after that, it would have been it would have been wild for her as well. Um it's so of course with Disney Pixar you always go in, right? You go, How are they gonna do this? What is this about? What is what's going to be the ultimate thing that makes me cry? Because they're so right. good at that. They're so good at re- relating real life experiences that we all have right for the most part yeah where as you mentioned even if you didn't lose a parent you have an older sibling or you are the older sibling right or you you know you if you're uh, only kid you dream about that so uh how you know i didn't know anything about the movie other than the trailer of course that was uh that was floating around and man, it was really well done. It was uh, everything you said was perfect summarizing it. But the end when the montage hit, I was like, "Shit!" Yeah, that was perfect. Like they executed that movie to perfection. Yeah, there, and there were certain aspects of that, at, like in that montage, that I was like, "Holy shit!" Like my brother did all of those things for me. So it was like, like I was saying, like it felt like I was watching my life. Like it was so like, inc- like in like in undescribable, like how I felt like I was watching everything that happened to me, like growing up because my dad was always working. And so he wasn't around as much uh, because he was working long hours at his job. So my brother did a lot of things like teach me how to ride a bike and stuff like that, which is part of that. scene. So it was just like, it was so overwhelming, man. It was so such like, such such an incredible experience to watch that movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies where, you know, for you it, it was therapeutic, and, and I'm so happy that you got to experience it. But I can see this movie being one of those things where, you know, hopefully, while you know, like my parents are still alive, or people that are listening, if your parents are still alive, you cherish those moments. You know, it gives you that sense of that journey of just trying to see them one last time. Right. And, yeah. and, and we've all lost people in our lives, that sense of one, just one more day with them. Right. Because all the regrets you had, you get a chance to relive them. So hopefully this movie helps with that where you go, well, they're here right now. So let's make the best of it. Uh, but also for the siblings, man, that, you know, I hope everyone appreciates their siblings a little bit more 
And unless you have shithead brothers or sisters, then <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> then who cares about them? Uh, but I can see this movie helping out in that way as well. Yeah, it was, it was like my cousin, one of my best friends is uh, one of my cousins. And she told me like, dude, you need to watch this and you need to watch this with your brother. I was like, oh yeah, I've been planning to watch it. I was going to watch it last weekend. And she's like, no, you guys need to watch it together. Like, and she was telling me, me, me and my sister uh, watched it. And we were saying how like these characters are just like you and your brother. Like my brother is like the older, like into heavy metal rock. Uh, into like cars like religiously like cars are his religion and it's just like chris pratt's character is exactly like my brother which is eerie <laughs> it's, 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 man that's crazy it's such a good movie man i highly i highly recommend it i'm so happy that that movie exists and that it is just it it quickly like obviously because i can relate to it so much jumped into my uh my fa- one of my favorite pixar movies for the- okay so let Let's go through your favorite uh, movies real quickly. Favorite Pixar movies. Ooh, okay, so it's it's. I think Toy Story one is always going to be one because that's that's the movie that I would watch like religiously gl- uh, growing up, and I still relate to those characters so much. Uh, up Up was always up there. Up was one of my favorite ones for a long time. I think this movie might top up for me. In terms of that's yeah, I can see it, man. If because if it's that personal and deep, I I can see it. For a long time, it was always up after after Toy one of the toys the original Toy Story. God, what movie am I forgetting from Pixar? What about your what about your biography, Coco? <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> Coco Coco is up there. It's not. I don't think Coco's top three for me uh coco is coco is top three for me for real because it was right after my grandma passed away and the whole thing is about you know losing your grandma and and the whole family thing and keeping their spirit alive and keeping their memories alive and all that and boy did that one hit hard so i think right now it's uh toy story one onward to monsters inc three then probably Coco. That's a good one. Then probably Coco. And then. Then probably you got up. Wally. You got up. up. Up or the Incredibles. Incredibles. Uh, I'm looking at so I'm looking at a list real quickly. Finding Nemo. That's oh man, Finding Nemo. Ralph breaks the internet. That was awesome. I'm trying to see what else. Da, 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 da. Okay, so they count Frozen as a Disney Pixar movie. Keep it. Hmm. Keep that shit, dog. Frozen 2, not Frozen 1, it looks like. I guess Frozen 1 was done by Disney, and then Pixar did Frozen 2, because I don't see it on the list. And I didn't know Moana was not. Yeah, Bugs Life was good. I remember that one. That was pretty good. I'm trying I'm trying to see if Moana made the list as a Disney Pixar. I think that was just a Disney film, a Disney cartoon. I I've always thought of what are you sure it's not? That's interesting. Okay, I'm looking uh, I'm looking at uh sequential order. Okay, here's what they've released in the last few years, okay? So you have Onward, obviously, Toy Story 4 which wrapped up the series, right? If I'm not wrong. Yeah, and was not as good as Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 was a better ending for uh, the Toy Story franchise. You gritty bastards. I'm going to I'm going to uh I'm going to w- rewatch all of them and watch 3 and 4. I haven't watched those two yet, but I'll watch the whole series again. 3 is really good. Okay. Yeah, I've heard 3 is fantastic. Coco, Incredibles 2, Cars 3, Finding Dory, which was uh, the much-anticipated follow-up, but didn't live up to the hype as much, I think. Inside Out, I haven't seen that one. I've heard that one's really good. Uh, Monsters U, which is awesome. Yeah, Monsters U. Brave. Brave was pretty good. I like Brave as well. Cars 2, Toy Story 3, Up, Wally, Ratatouille, Cars, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., uh, Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life, and then Toy Story. 
So those are all the Pixar movies. They don't miss, baby. They they really don't, man. Who puts out more hits? <laughs> Disney Pixar or Calvin Harris? <laughs> Disney Pixar. <laughs> no. I I've been revisiting Calvin Harris's catalog. He puts out more hits than the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he he Calvin Harris was the guy that dropped a uh what is that summer album he dropped like two years ago? And he never he like called it like Summer Something Volume One and then never released a follow up. Like, bro, where's volume two? You can't just name an album volume one and not really He's just waiting. He's it's he and Dr. Dre are working on their albums together. Detox and Summer Volume Two will come out. Oh my god. It's just Yeah, was it his album was uh, 18 months, wasn't it? Was it was that the album that featured that song? Which song? With summer. Oh, I'm talking about that. Yeah, that one's that one was several years ago. I'm talking about Funk Wave Volume uh, Bounces that came out in 2017. It's called Funk Wave Bounces Volume One, and Volume Two never came out. <laughs> mm. That was actually his last <laughs> album. He hasn't dropped one since. Wow, tw- oh, it's been that long already. Jesus. 2017 was the last album. Yeah, that's right. Dang. I'm looking at... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, Summer wasn't on. Summer wasn't on. Okay. So, um, Onward, highly recommend. Jose, you loved it. I loved it, too. It was a really good movie. I watched it with my daughter, obviously, and my wife. And, you know, like, it kept her interested. It was all right. I think... Is she, you know, it's not meant for a five-year-old. It, it's just oh, not, right? right? It's, a car- it's not meant for that. Like it, the, the cartoon and the animations, definitely, but the broader storylines are, are not meant for her yet. Uh, she still loves, you know, like we watched Trolls 2. She loves Trolls 2. Even though you don't get any of the storylines, it doesn't matter. It, this is, you sing along, you have fun, you dance, and that's it. Um. You see the other movies? Yeah, go ahead. They're releasing another movie that was supposed to come out this summer called Soul. I don't know what it's about, but they, they're really pushing it. Huh. Is it going to be a, a movie theater release, you think? Or is they're, it going to be. They pushed it back to November. But. Uh, okay. I don't know with everything going on. I just looked up the synopsis. Uh, Joe's a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected. His true passion is jazz, and he's good. But when he travels to another realm to help someone find their passion, he soon discovered what it means to have a soul. Music. Trent Reznor is going to make the music for it. That's insane. Whoa. Trent Reznor from, uh, for those who don't know, Nine Inch Nails. Star. It stars Jane, Jamie Fox, Tina Fey, freaking Questlove from uh, The Roots. That's Trent Reznor's making the music. That's incredible. Okay. I'm all in. Current release date is November twenty. 20- of uh this year so nice okay so who knows? i'm with it it looks like another hit it looks like another Don't hit. miss baby okay uh because we're gonna keep this going um if you and by the way when you do watch it please tweet us let us know what you think about onward or any of the topics that we talk about we love getting your tweets and thank you for listening as always at parj94 you can find the twitter account in the title of this episode and then at the underscore reheal uh new show alert new show alert and potentially top five no not potentially for me he is a top five character of all time in tv i finally started hbo's barry wow bill hater and uh one of the characters I, I profess my love for him every single day on Twitter since I started this on Monday. No Ho Hank is a top five character for me in TV history. <laughs> so I started watching it too. Uh, I'm probably a couple episodes behind you. Have you finished season one? I finished season one last night. Okay, I'm I'm like on episode five of season one. So uh, I, I I by the way, Bill Hader is the perfect cast for casted for for barry's character which he's kind of he's kind of an idiot like for he dresses like dexter from uh showtime's show dexter not dexter dexter's laboratory uh and he's supposed to be like this like this genius like uh hitman but he's kind of stupid like the the way he carries himself 
it's just like an the the way of like a like an ignorant not not ignorant but just like a person who lacks self awareness. Which if you're a hitman, well, you should be the most aware person ever. I feel like. Well, no. See, this is why I, I I think you can be real. Uh, think about all the other jobs because right? it's a job for him. It doesn't define him uh, as we learn throughout the the show, but. Think about other jobs. Like, there's people that are really good at their jobs, but might not be that good as social beings, and might not might not be that like they might not be that smart in other aspects. So, you know, like he he's really good when when he has that gun, and then after that, he's socially awkward. He lacks confidence sometimes, and he doesn't understand certain situations. Oh, that's for sure. But yeah, but you're right. Like he, Bill Hader is a freaking beast. Like he is killing it. He is absolutely killing this character. No pun intended. And then you, so you started this week as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. It it actually just got renewed yesterday. Did it? Oh, nice. It uh, October twenty twenty is when it's slated. I don't think it'll come out October twenty twenty. Uh. But uh, yeah, I, I actually I started I started two three days ago, and uh, I'm 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 really into it right now. The the scene that kind of got me I think was in episode four where he's at the class, and uh, they start talking about the concept of murder and how it makes like you can't be a good person if you're a murderer. And he like freaks out and has like he like explodes and unloads on all of them. I thought that scene was incredible. And yeah, <laughs> in the pilot where he talks about. Uh, He's, he he tells uh what what are they the, the, what do they call them the Czechs the Chechnians the Chechnian yeah. mob he, he calls them he's like yo do you want me to shoot this guy I can stab him in the balls or whatever and they're like I would want you to do that <laughs> <laughs> so and that's who the Chechnian mob uh one of the mob mob uh, bosses almost well the boss is uh Goron but his right hand man. His name is Hank. <laughs> and this dude, he is the funniest character I've come across on TV since Michael Scott. Oh, man. I, really? That's yeah. A high bar. I've legit laughed out loud, like belly laughs, with every single scene he's been in. I can't think of one where I haven't laughed. He is – he's – okay – so the only other character that I can relate him to where in terms of uh, stealing scenes, it would be Creed from The Office, right? Every time Creed said something, he would not only make you laugh, but he would steal that scene. But he wasn't in it enough yeah. to be a to be a, a co-star, per se. Noho Hank <laughs> is... He is in this enough. Like he is a major character, and you'll see uh, as the season develops, he is a major major character, and he still is funny. How hard is that, man, to be funny? Like even Michael Scott had moments you go, oh, "Okay, it's, it's not that funny." Uh, Noho Hank literally has the best lines, and his delivery and the actor who portrays him is perfect for him it's the be- i think it's the like he is top five for me we went through this list on the espn show today some some of the characters that people threw out and you know i think universally walter white from breaking bad that's a top five character you can pick anybody from game of thrones that you liked a lot right whether it be john snow ned stark uh Tyrion, jamie whoever a- any one of those put yeah. a game of thrones person in there Somebody from The Wire, whether it be Omar Little, if you want to put him in there, uh, anybody else from there, go ahead. Feel free to. Um, Saul Goodman, I think, is another one where you go, damn, Saul Goodman. We're going to talk about uh, Better Call Saul here in a second. He is a top five character for some people. Not for me, but he is the greatest co-star ever or you know, like a side character that uh, stole, the, stole the original show to the point where he, he got a whole new show. Um, anybody else for you? And, and like to me, Noho Hank. Every single time he's on, he makes me happy, and he's been killing his performances. Oh God! Off, off the top of my head, I can't think of anyone right now. 
Ruth Langmore was brought up as well, and that's what started this whole discussion for us. Was Ruth Langmore like where does she rank in, you know, top five co-stars or side characters? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Paul uh, on Breaking Bad. Hmm. Yeah. If if you want to put Jesse on there, then Jesse for sure. Um. Yeah. There's so many great TV shows. There's so many great characters and great actors that are on TV now. Um. It's hard to like. It's hard to make that list, and I don't care who's in your top five. It's hard to disagree with some of these personal top five because you can make an argument for all of them. We haven't even talked. Larry David. Yeah, that's who. I, that's who just thought uh, popped into my head. Ken Ken Jong in Community is incredible. I, yeah. The the only person I could I could think of right now that could possibly compare is Ken Jong in Community. He's incredible in Community. Let me give you another Ken one. Ken. Ron Swanson. Parks and Rec. There you go, Ron Swanson. Is Ron Swanson the funniest character in Parks and Rec? I think he is. Yes, with, without a doubt. Oh, no, it's Aubrey Plaza for you. I know that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Worst character. Worst character on there. Ruined it. Um, yeah, so, like, and if you guys want to send us your top five at any point, tweet us, of course, and uh, we'll respond and look at it. But to me, Barry is... You know, I I saw the commercials, obviously, because when you watch Game of Thrones, you always see the preview right. for it. It was a very interesting concept to begin with, but I just I just never got into it because we would watch Game of Thrones, and by the time it's too late, and I just never got into it where enough people were talking about it. But one of my friends, she recommended it, and when she recommends something, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a solid recommendation. I'm going to take her word for it. I put it on, and immediately I was like, okay, this is my type of show. It has a really good cast as well, not only the ones we mentioned. Hen- Henry freaking Winkler's in this. Yeah. On, and uh, Stephen Root, who plays Bill Dotrieve in King of the Hill, which is a show that I, co- I-, I hold very close to my heart, uh, is uh, is uh, Bill Hader, who-, who plays Barry, the main character, is his boss, sort of, mentor, sort of, whatever. Mentor boss, yeah. yeah. Which is like Stephen Root, like of all like the people, is I think that's a hilarious casting, and he so far I've, I've really enjoyed his character. So it's, it's hey, what characters does he play on King of the Hill? He's what Bill. characters? He plays Bill Dotry. Oh, okay, that's what he said, Bill. That's right, that's right. Uh, okay, real quickly, Bobby Hill, where do you rank him in your top five funniest characters? Oh man, Bobby Hill's <laughs> definitely up there. I love Bobby Hill. I, before puberty, I could do a really good Bobby Hill impression. Let go of my purse. I don't Let know you. Purse. Yeah, I can't do it. Anymore. I, it. I don't know you. That was a little. <laughs> I'm a little crazy man. That was really good. Let go of my purse. I don't know you. I'm kind of afraid of being a slut. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Hill in the mascot tryouts. One of the great moments. Bobby Hill, the cheerleader. Bobby, yeah, player. Oh, oh man. Um, okay, back to you, uh, Barry. Highly recommend the show. It's a quick watch. It's thirty minute episodes, which I love. Right. You can rip through the whole season in two days. Um, so I'm on season two, episode three, right now. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish season one tonight, probably. Like, yeah. Uh, like I'm really like. I've been watching like Nathan for you uh, that I mentioned last week, but like I'm really interested into into this show. Um, the okay, so I'm gonna give you a little a goal because multiple people have told me that episode five of season two is by far the funniest episode of TV they've ever watched, and this is coming from multiple people of Barry, of Barry. Oh wow, okay, yeah. That's that's kind of why I got into it as well uh-huh. was because it was that episode was so pumped up. I was like, okay, what am I missing here? Why are so many people so high on this episode, including one of my really good friends? When she recommends something, I'm like, okay, then it's legit. I can't wait for this. I think I'm gonna get to it tonight. Oh man, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have it. i definitely will have watched it by the ne- by. Uh... Next Thursday when we record again. But geez, that's a high bar. Yeah, it really is. Like the legit one of the funniest episodes of TV they've ever watched. So uh, if you're into that, it's a dark humor. By the way, we forgot to set the premise of it. It's a it's a hitman who 
a job takes him to LA and he stumbles across an acting class and he wants to become an actor. And then shit hits shit hits the fan. Okay. So a, just watch it. But but that's the premise. A hot blonde girl. Henry freaking Winkler is his teacher. Man. It's and then you get to meet Noho Hank <laughs> and his love. Would you like a submarine sandwich? <laughs> the fucking submarine sandwich. <laughs> when they have a fucking they have him kidnapped and he's asking like questions like that. It's just Dude, it's so ridiculous. His text messages. Oh, I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> I don't think I've laughed that hard. <laughs> because with Kirby enthusiasm, I laugh, but it's more out of like this is so uncomfortable, yeah. right? Um He uses freaking emojis. He's a yeah, he's the only one the that uses mobster them. that uses bit that uses bitmojis. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> he is, and and his whole thing, he's driven by one thing to be polite. That's his whole thing. He's a yeah. Is he part of the Chechenian mob? Yes, <laughs> or Chechen mafia, mafia or mob, whichever. But his whole thing is, I'm still gonna be polite. <laughs> so dumb but it's so good i highly recommend it as well uh better call saul let's talk about this the season finale season five finale is coming up on april 20th what's up for yeah 420 what's up hot damn it's already here dude um they they were renewed for a final season i believe that's it season six is gonna wrap it all up i thought season five was the final season but um I said Granado was telling me it wasn't, and he was right. Yeah, they have season one more six. Season. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk season was picked up. Bob Odenkirk has been wanting to wrap it up, so uh, yeah, so it makes sense for it to to end next year. And frankly, Vince Gilligan has done an incredible job of knowing when to walk away from things. Like Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. how many shows can we say like went out on top like completely? Like their series finale was good. But not only that, their last season or their last couple of seasons were good. Like it's not, it's very hard to accomplish that. Whether it's like, yeah. it's like greed from the television network you're on, or the actors just wanting to continue the story, whatever it is. Like it's very hard to do that. And Vince Gilligan's already done that with Breaking Bad, which was a monster when when they wrapped that up. Like it was, yeah, a merchandising machine. It was a, it was, um, the ratings for AMC must must have been ridiculous. Like so. I have complete confidence in Vince Gilligan. Like, Vince- it, it was it was like the perfect move too to wrap up Breaking Bad right there, because he had a master plan of okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do something else after this, and you know as you as, as characters develop and the crowd starts falling in love with certain characters, it's like it, it makes sense. How does this scumbag lawyer who knows everything about washing money and getting you things and all that. How did he acquire those skills? That's intriguing. It is. So naturally they, they do better call Saul. And then, you know, like it's one thing, it's one thing to steal the scene when you are working with some greats and you're working on an ensemble that has really picked up a lot of steam and people love it. And then it's another to headline your own show. And Saul Goodman, the character, the performance by Bob, it's been so good that they're making they're making law that shouldn't be interesting really interesting. Real estate law, because yeah, real estate law. Like there, if this was any other show, and we didn't have a background or an actor as good as uh, or two actors, you know, in Bob Odenkirk and uh, the actress that plays Kim Wexler, uh, Rhea, she. If those two, if this was any other show, we'd be like, "This is a dumbass show. This is stupid. This makes no, this isn't that good." But it's their acting, the writing, the execution of it all. It's, a, I, I said this to Nuno. I said, "I think when it's all said and done, we're gonna look back and say this is better than Breaking Bad Ooh. because this doesn't have the drug angle holding up the whole thing. It's a part of the show, but." Breaking Bad isn't as Breaking Bad. The whole thing was like it was intriguing for people, because like, ooh, that's interesting. A chemistry teacher that gets into the meth game, and then you go into the the whole drug game. That's why it was interesting to me. And then he this one, this one is law. The the back the backbone of this show is 
law. Yeah. That's that's a good point. It's just hard for me to say like that a show with probably my favorite television character of all time and Walter White is not the best show like ever or my favorite show ever. Like it's just hard for me like the goal the the not the goal post but like the 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 expectation level for me or like the uh the goal god i don't even know what word to use like i I hold breaking bad to such a high standard that i don't know if like anything could ever like reach it like okay so that's why that's another reason why i make i make the argument that when it's all said and done and again look they have one more season to go um but when it's all said and done this will be better than Breaking Bad is because of exactly what you said. The expectation, the expectations was like, okay, wait, you're going to follow up one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest television show and, and try to hit a home run again. The expectations were out of the, like, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? There was a, there was a, there was a high expectation and they've surpassed it. That's fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's unfair for you to say. And then Mike, also the character of Mike, the oh, emergence of Kim Wexler. Holy I think shit! Who Mike becomes? Like, yeah, like last yeah. season when he when he uh, kills his his German friend. Oh, like that was that was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that was that was tough. So. I forgot that was last season because I binged last season and then jumped right into the new season. So I was like, oh, no, Jose, I think that was this season. I caught myself. I'm like, no, 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 that was last yeah, season because I just binged it. Um, Better Call Saul, th- the other winner from all of this, Kim Wexler, how they're going to write her off the storyline because this is a prequel to Breaking Bad. For those of you that don't know, again, watch Breaking Bad, watch Better Call Saul. It's awesome. But Kim Wexler, we never meet her in Breaking Bad. We never hear so, her. Yeah, we don't even know who she You're right. We don't, there's zero mentions. What is going to happen that takes Kim Wexler away from Saul Goodman? Jesus. That carrot, that carrot right there. They've been dangling it since the start of it. And her performances this season, man, you're going to love the, the, the penultimate episode of the season. Of the season, you're going to love it, man. It's great. And then the third to last episode, it's a it's a buddy cop movie. It's uh it's naked and afraid almost. Mike Mike kills it, of course. Mike is a great actor, but you, you just keep watching, man. You're you're gonna love how this season wraps up. So I'm probably three. I think I'm three weeks behind on it because I was watching it live, like as they were airing on Monday Monday nights. But I'm I'm about three episodes behind, so I need to catch up. Okay, uh, last a uh, few last things. I got to get with you this Sunday, uh, March 19th. For those of you that are listening, I don't know when you're listening. So I just like throwing dates out there. It's going to be the premiere of the last dance, Michael Jordan, 10 part documentary. How excited are you? 10 part. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited partly because of there's nothing else sports related to watch. And, uh, I'm really scratching for that itch. Like when, whenever we had our sports long, long time ago, many moons ago, I would always joke about like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like I work in sports all day. You think I want to come home and watch sports? Holy shit. I missed the fuck out of sports. Uh, so I'm definitely excited. I have a theory that they, they have, they're doing a uncensored version because the Dennis Rodman interviews were unusable otherwise. <laughs> yeah that's a fair point so, uh, i'm really excited and it's also like it's going to be on espn the regular espn the mouse is going to allow them to air a, a documentary series with cuss words i don't know i think that's just funny but i'm really excited for i know you must be super pumped about that because that's your guy you you watched all of that as it was happening i didn't so uh yeah i can't imagine how pumped you are for it see i i missed like you know 92 is my first memory of jordan uh, the Lakers Bulls finals and the 91 season played in 92. Uh, that was my first memory of Jordan. So I can't w- like everything before that I had to watch on NBA TV, on YouTube, read about it, read biographies and all that. So I, I'm, I'm excited to get like the early years, the accounts, you know, but everyone knows about Jordan, right? Like you, as if you're a basketball fan, you're reading up on Jordan. That That's the guy. Uh, but I'm, I'm, 
really excited for the young generation that was born in the 2000s. They missed Jordan, right? Like you didn't get a chance to watch how good he was and and the anticipation of his games. They were must-watch events. They were they were NFL games every time he played. So uh, I can't wait to see what this young generation thinks about all of it because they they're so one-sided. But because and look, frankly. They came up with LeBron James, so I get it. You, or Kobe Bryant, you came up with them, so you didn't. They weren't lucky enough to have that bridge of Jordan, Iverson, Kobe, LeBron, like I did. So I'm excited to see what they think about this and and how their opinion of Jordan changes. Wasn't uh, Kobe was interviewed for the doc series, right? Yeah, he was. Oof. He did. Uh, was it you or El Jefe? I thought one. I thought we DM'd about that. Where I think I think it was somebody. El Jefe. Yeah, somebody you know tweeted that I'm not ready to watch them show Kobe it, because that was the last that was the last thing he did. Oh Jesus Christ, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really hard, man. Um, I can't believe Kobe passed away this year. Still, it feels like it was an eternity ago, right? right? Um, was so, an eternity. Yeah, Super Bowl feels like it was two years ago. I I feel like we skipped a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't even remember it. I think I don't even remember the Chiefs winning, but we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, hopefully uh, by next month we're getting back to something. We're getting back to something normal here. Um, last question for you: Did you get your stimulus check yet? Oh yeah, baby, I got that stimulus check. I spent it already. You know how I do. <laughs> big ballin, big ballin. Nah, What'd you spend it nah, on? I haven't, I haven't spent it, but uh, yeah, it was, it was funny, like. I checked my bank account the night before and they hadn't hit. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then the next morning I woke up and I checked it again and my account like jumped a lot. I was like, whoa, what happened here? Because we had gotten paid the same day my stimulus hit. Oh, damn. Double payday. Double payday, baby. So uh, I've got my stimulus. Did you get yours? I'm, I I don't know if I'm getting one because I thought we were, okay. but it still hasn't hit. Money. I don't know what. I don't know what the hell's happening. We're still no, we're we're in the stimulus range, but nothing has come through. And I like I had to go check my tax return, and and I thought I would get five hundred bucks regardless. So I was like, what's the point if if I'm not gonna get five hundred bucks? Then I don't want Hayden anymore. We can just get rid of her. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening. I, if it comes, it comes, man. Hopefully it does because I'm gonna buy a bunch of shit with it. Bye. By a S-W-I-T-C-H? No, not that. Not that. Maybe with her money. <laughs> she can buy hers and I'm going to play it. Uh, but yeah, it's just going, all this money that's coming in is going right to her college account for us. <laughs> we're, you know, like we're, we're lucky. My wife's job hasn't been impacted at all, which is awesome. Um, so, you know, we're incredibly lucky. And, and if it comes, it comes. That'd be awesome because it's college money. If there is a college when she grows up, who knows? But uh <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. So we'll see what happens. If not, and then I might go buy something expensive. You know, who knows? Um, all right. Anything else Final that we missed today, buddy? Final. Uh, do you want? We have a couple of uh, Twitter Twitter questions. If you want to go through them real quick. Yeah, hit them up. Let's so go. Joe Joe from Town asked, "Where's Dell? Well, he's probably in Galveston County with uh, he's dating an older lady, isn't he? Yeah, a grandma." He so he's probably not seeing her. It's probably not a good idea for him to be seeing her right now. No, not at all. Did you see his uh, Corona? Beard? I did. It's very impressive. I was. I, I had. He didn't mention it to us. Okay, because we've only worked with him four times or five times since this all went down a month ago. He never so said anything. Joel, I Joel came up to the asked. station on when? When did I come? Tuesday. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And I saw his beard. And I'm like, whoa, Dell, you got a Rona beard. I've never <laughs> seen him with a beard like that. All right, you you ready for more of this? Let's go. Uh, so he also asked, uh, when Better Call Saul is over next year, will you rewatch it? Then, then Breaking Bad again, like me. Also, how how do you ask a coach like Billy Billy? To just answer the damn question, I don't know what that's a reference to. Is that a Bill O'Brien reference? If if so, we're not talking yeah. about that. Okay. I don't give a shit about uh, that. Yeah, uh, actually, you gonna rewatch? I didn't think about that. One day, I'm going to have to put aside 24 hours, 
Oh, actually, that'd take more than 24 hours. Oh, no. It's going to take you, let's see, there were five five seasons of Breaking Bad, 12 episodes each. I think there were 10. Some of them were eight, weren't they? Whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad idea, watching them consecutively like that. Let's do, let, let's allocate 70 hours for Breaking Bad, okay? Or, no, it would be less. So let's do 60, 60 hours for Breaking Bad. Next year, with the final season of Better Call Saul, we'll do the same 10 to 12 episodes. So that's going to be about 70. So that's 130 hours you got to allocate and watch it in a row. Could you do it? Plus El Camino. That's another uh, another two hours. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> 100, 140 hours. Let, let's top it there. And you get to take breaks. All right? So that's a that's almost a week. Nah, I couldn't do it in a week. If I got paid, I could. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you got paid, if you got paid for it, you could do it. But for a week, I don't think so. Right now is the perfect time to do it. If it's the perfect time, you got you can rip through anything. Yeah, that's why I kind of don't feel bad. Like watch, I, like I've been watching a lot of TV, like more than I, I would, I'm proud of. But it's kind of like, okay, what else do you want me to do? I know. What? Um. Any other Twitter questions? Uh, I know we we got a, uh so so land of Steve asked uh harder eating challenge quality of food or spice level Qua- uh, qu- uh, maybe he meant quantity if so it's quantity mm. it's probably quantity I I just can't do like big food challenges I can't do spice challenges I because I hate that feeling of being uncomfortable with spice I can deal with eating too much I like eating a lot like I've done a four pound burger challenge. I know if there was no nutritional value attached to it, like I wouldn't go into a diabetic coma. I know I can eat 200 donut holes for <laughs> You're sure. You're still on that. It's just, have- I, I know I can. I, I'm 100% I can. Uh, he, Steve also asks, how do you escape time with significant others' parents? Don't have a significant other, so I, I don't know how to answer that question for you. Uh, Rahil, do you have a tip for him? How do you escape time? You don't. You got you. Unless you just you just don't give a shit and you're you know like you don't mind you don't mind uh, uh, your wife's parents constantly talking shit to her about you. If you're okay with that, then then skip time. You just can't do it, man. Because it, to you, it might be like whatever. I skipped a dinner or something with the in-laws, but your significant other is going to hear it from them all the time. Like, hey, this, you know, he never comes here or she never comes with you. She never comes over, whatever it is. And just creates so much drama that you don't skip it. Don't do it. So he also, his last one is, what what old video game do you wish you had right now during quarantine? It's not quarantine, Steve. Listen to the show. God, yeah. What are you doing, Steve? How do you not have a live feed to this? <laughs> What's wrong with you, Steve? Uh, What game do I miss? You go first. What game do I'm, you wish you had there. right now? I mean, that's a tough one because my probably my favorite old video game is MVP Baseball 2005. But I have that on the GameCube, and my GameCube functions. I just don't play it. Mm. So it would probably what would it be? That's that's a good one. Yeah, I have the games that I like growing up want to play. I have Contra, WCW versus NWO. I have that Ooh, on uh, on N64. I don't know if I ended up buying Goldeneye or not. I think I have to check to, uh, this weekend when I pull it down. I'm trying to think what other game do I... Oh, NBA Jam. I think I have that one as well. But that one comes with a caveat that I get... My brother has to come over and we get to play together. <laughs> That's cute. Damn, uh, did you see they did the like the portable like console for, for NBA Jam? Yeah. But it's like 400 bucks. Yeah, it's really expensive. You know the... the the arcade setups aren't that expensive now. They're like 200 bucks. Yeah, the NBA Jam one's more than that. Yeah, that one, because that's a Wi-Fi enabled. I looked it up because I was about to buy it <laughs> with my with my stim check. <laughs> I'm going to use all my stimulus money in China. <laughs> I'm going to buy a shit ton of shit on DH Gate. That's what I'm doing. Um, no, but it comes with... The, it's Wi-Fi enabled, so you can do... Um, you, you can do uh game gameplay with other people. What is that called when you can play with other people? Uh I don't know. Online online playing? 
Yeah, online play. <laughs> it's also a four-player console. That's oh, why it's so expensive. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty sweet. Um, that's why. But yeah, now I'm, I'm going to use that bit tomorrow on ESPN. I'm gonna, With my stimulus check, I'm spending it all in China. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay. Anything else? I think I think we're good. We covered everything I, th- I think we were going to mention, weren't we? Boom. I think we are done. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call it an episode. Again, let us know what you think about some of the topics that we talked about. You can mention or you can tweet us and join the conversation, even though it's later. It's not a big deal. We respond to almost every tweet when it comes to the Raheel and Jose Show podcast, also known as the Raheel Show podcast. Share it with your friends. Subscribe. We are putting out episodes now. Thank you to everyone for all the support and the funny memes. Man, Sammy in the cut, you are the best. (laughs) He has the best fucking memes ever. So we appreciate that. And uh, with that, Jose, we are done, buddy. See you tomorrow, big. Oh, no, wait, damn, I don't see you every day anymore. It's weird. No, I'll see you when I see you. See you, big dog. All right, later, big dog.